Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and craziest side of tech available on the interwebs. I am your gaming commander, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, the National Geographic is bringing an Antarctic adventure to the Oculus Quest. JPA is now accepting pre-orders for the coolest jet-powered flying motorcycle we have ever seen. And happening in this week's What The, a social media influencer plotted to take an internet domain at gunpoint, and needless to say, it didn't go well. That and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of your weekly tech update, next. Hi everyone, National Geographic is delving deep into VR with a 30-minute Antarctic adventure that's going to hit the Oculus Quest this spring. In National Geographic Explore VR, you'll be tasked with finding a lost penguin colony. The adventure will take you on a kayak ride through frigid water and on up a ice sheet as you search for the missing birds. Using the Oculus Touch controllers, you'll be able to set up camp, form a wind barricade, and zip up your tent to help you get a sense of what it might be like to survive in such a tough environment. The National Geographic Partners Immersive Experiences team has been working with Oculus and VR AR Studio Force Field on an Explore VR for the last nine months or so. More adventures are going to be available through the app over the coming months, including archaeological expeditions to cultural heritage sites. National Geographic is also working with YouTube on a series of VR projects, the first of which was released in December. Meanwhile, Facebook is set to release Oculus Quest, their new headset. That's coming sometime this spring. A number of games and experiences have already been announced for it, including Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series. I am very excited for this one. Beat Saber, which is an awesome game no matter what platform it's on. Moss, and super hot as well. Aware works with Windows Hello Camera, and it will blur and lock the screen when it detects that you're no longer looking at it. Presumably, this is to protect your privacy when you look away to see who that uh, presence you felt looking over your shoulder was, or when you step out for a coffee break. Toby says the software will also dim the screen when you are away from the screen to conserve power. With multi-monitor setups, uh, where can send your cursor or even a window to another screen with just a glance. It sounds awesome. It will also let you know your screen time and the last time you took a break as to remind you to, well, take a break. It can also sense your eye's distance from the monitor. The software is available on virtually any system running Windows 10 RS5 or later and that is equipped with a Hello camera. However, Lenovo's Yoga A940, which was reported on at uh, CES 2019, comes with everything you need right out of the box for a wallet-burning $2,350. Now, to be fair, the A940 All-in-One comes with a lot of stuff to make that price point fair. This includes an AMD Radeon RX 560 graphics card, a 512 gigabyte SSD, 
a two terabyte HD uh, built-in QI wireless charging station, a 27 inch QHD display with adjustable drafting table, easel, and active pen, and of course, eye-tracking Toby Aware software. So it's not that bad of a deal for creatives or marketing pros. Regardless of what system you're looking to run it on, well, you'll have to contact Toby directly for pricing and installation information. This is pretty cool. Penske Truck Leasing has launched charging stations at four of its Southern California facilities, which the company believes are the first DC fast charging stations in the US designed specifically for heavy duty commercial electric vehicles. Penske announced that it has added 14 fast chargers to the facilities in total. It plans on adding at least six more such chargers in the near future for a total of 20. The chargers are currently located at Penske facilities in San Diego, Chino, and Anaheim. The 50 kilowatt, 250 kilowatt chargers can power an all electric class eight tractor from zero to 100% charge in less than half a shift. Penske truck leasing president and CEO Brian Hard said we're committed to being at the forefront of commercial vehicle electrification. We are investing to ensure our customers have access to the right vehicles, technology, charging infrastructure, and information to help shape the future of mobility in our industry. Penske used a Daimler E-Cascadia semi-truck as part of its charging demonstration during the ribbon-cutting event debuting the Chargers. Daimler Trucks North America recently announced that it's converting its Portland factory to make all-electric trucks like the E-Cascadia and E-M2. Barbecue cooks have loved Traeger's pellet grill since they launched due to the subtle smoky flavor that they impart to any meal, their charcoal-free pellet power, and their features that make grilling and smoking easier than pretty much anything out there. They have built-in thermometers and convection. That means that you can cook on all shelves. Where Traeger falls short, however, is lackluster heating speed, difficulty maintaining temperatures, and the inability to get hot enough to sear a steak. However, we now have uh, heard of a new announcement from Traeger, upgrades to the existing Pro Series and Timberline grill models, and the new Ironwood grill that address these issues and a whole lot more. Both Pro and Timberline grills got a new drivetrain motor and fan to heat faster and cook hotter. The system uses a brushless motor to turn the pellet auger up to twice as fast, doubling the fuel in the fire pot for a hotter flame. The new variable speed fan delivers more oxygen to the fire, fanning the flame to help the grill bump up its BTUs. It also gives the user predictable, precise cooking cooking temperature control in five degree increments and more blue smoke across a wider temperature range for more flavorful food. With the new upgrades, Pro Series grills are now programmed to reach 450 degrees Fahrenheit and Timberline and Ironwood 
they'll hit 500 degrees. All three now come with built-in Wi-Fi connectivity. The brand calls it Wi-Fire. It lets you control your grill from afar with Traeger's app, a feature previously exclusive to the Timberline. The app lets you change temperatures, set timers, and monitor food temps. It also puts Traeger's recipe library at your fingertips. The Timberline 850 is going to go for $17.99. The 1300 will go for just under two grand and have 800 and 1300 square inches, respectively, of grilling space, a meat probe with a built-in storage compartment, full double-wall stainless steel insulation, a magnetic bamboo cutting board, stainless steel front shelf and side shelf with hooks, concealed grease pan, and three tiers of stainless steel grates with a keep warm mode. All models are available immediately at TraegerGrills.com. Are jetpacks not enough for you? Are you looking for something more adventurous? Then you gotta check out the Speeder. It's a new jet-powered motorcycle from Jetpack Aviations, otherwise known as JPA. This is a sci-fi inspired vehicle. Really, it looks just like the Oppressor 2 from Grand Theft Auto Online, and it's awesome. The Speeder is designed and built by the same company that created the JB10 Jetpack and recently launched the world's first Jetpack Racing League. JPA is currently taking pre-orders on the self-stabilizing jet-powered bike. JPA has the chops to deliver an outstanding flying motorcycle. The company has expertise in jet turbines and even a decade of experience developing jetpack technology. The flying bike uses four turbojet engines that can be powered by kerosene, jet A fuel, or even diesel. The four engines produce a combined maximum thrust of, get this, 705 pounds of force, which is enough to lift the 230-pound motorcycle and the weight of its operator up to about 250 pounds. The Speeder is more than just a motorcycle-styled hovercraft. JPA built the craft to soar into the sky. According to the vehicle specs, the airborne motorcycle can climb up to 15,000 feet at speeds of up to 150 miles an hour. That's enough to bring out your inner Tim Taylor. Pilots will need to provide a supplemental oxygen source if they plan to fly at 15,000 feet. Each flight can last up to 22 minutes, so it's going to be a quick up and down trip, depending on the altitude of the flight and the weight of the pilot, of course. Similar to the JB Series Jetpack, the Speeder uses a tilt-to-accelerate flight system with hand controls, a two-way aviation radio for communication, a 12-inch touchscreen for navigation. It also uses a fly-by-wire control system that self-stabilizes the vehicle in the air, much like a drone. JPA plans to build different versions of the speeder so it can be flown on a recreational pilot certificate or sports pilot's license for convenience. JBA is also working on an ultralight version that requires no Federal Aviation Administration license whatsoever. JPA's immediate plans are to produce 20 models of the Speeder for recreational use. Each jet-powered motorcycle will cost $380,000 and will include a flight suit and a helmet. You can reserve one for a $10,000 down payment. JPA is also developing a military commercial version with five turbojet 
jet engines and the ability to fly remotely without a pilot. All right, let's get this out of the way right now. I am not gonna spoil the Avengers Endgame, so you don't have to worry. Avengers Endgame, though, is an incredibly tight story, and at three hours, it's the longest MCU film ever. So when's the best time to pee if you load it up on liquids before or during the movie? Well, over at CNET, they put together a little uh, pointer list on what you should do. These are the votes from CNET for when to make that super speedy run to the bathroom during the 22nd Marvel movie so that you can splurge on that large soda and still get to enjoy the finer points of the film. Other sites have a few more ideas as well, but they all agree on one big no-no. Do not leave your seat if you're more than two hours in. Just tough it out or you'll miss something huge. Note that these suggestions aren't as scientific as understanding the quantum realm. They're just decent times to go if you really, really have to. Because in truth, there really is no good time to pee after the first half of the movie. So just ride that wave till the credits crawl. When the San Francisco title card comes on screen, if you made the crucial mistake of not peeing before the film, well, you won't miss much if you duck out at that moment. This uh, Ant-Man segment is about 30 minutes into the film and is mostly just Scott connecting dots the audience already knows, so you're not going to miss much. When Hulk is having lunch, this scene is just over an hour into the film, and while it's amusing, missing it isn't a deal breaker. In fact, you may escape some... Uh, cringy, silly moments. The next 10 to 15 minutes after this scene is the safest window to empty your bladder. When the New Jersey title card comes on the screen, there's really no good spots to relieve yourself during the last hour of this film. I repeat, there are no good spots to pee during the last hour of Avengers Endgame. This segment is your last decent opportunity for a bathroom break. While it's filled with nostalgia, you won't really be missing any real conflict and it's fairly easy to fill in the blanks. Plus, if you pee fast enough, you'll probably catch the tail end of the segment. Or just take Paul Rudd's advice for your bathroom breaks. <laughs> I would say get one of those giant tubs of uh, popcorn. Yeah. And then just like lower it under the seat. <laughs> Make the most of it. In the yeah. middle of the movie, and then you don't have to get up. So efficient. Avengers Endgame is the biggest movie of the year, poised to break box office records as it begins opening around the world. It's in theaters right now. Wing achieved a significant milestone recently, becoming the first drone delivery company to receive air carrier certification from the United States Federal Aviation Administration. This is an important step for the FAA and the drone industry in the U.S. in general. The results of years of work to safely integrate drones into the national airspace. We're grateful for the vision of the administration, the Department of Transportation, and the FAA for creating the Unmanned Aircraft System Integration Pilot Program to advance the drone industry in the U.S. This is an important step forward for the safe testing and integration of drones drones into our economy. 
safety continues to be our number one priority as the technology continues to develop and realize its full potential, said the U.S. Secretary of Transportation. Air carrier certification means that uh, the company can begin a commercial service delivering goods from local businesses to homes in the U.S. For communities across the country, this presents new opportunities. Goods like medicine or food can now be delivered faster by drone, giving families, shift workers, and other busy consumers more time to do the things that matter. Air delivery also provides greater autonomy to those who need assistance with mobility. Also, the all-electric drones will reduce traffic on the roads and pollution and carbon emissions in the skies. Most importantly, the FAA certification required the company to submit evidence that the operations are in fact safe. These submissions included data showing that a delivery by wing carries a lower risk to pedestrians than the same trip made by car. The drones have flown over 70,000 test flights and more than 3,000 deliveries to doorsteps, driveways, and backyards of their customers in Australia. The next step will be to further the participation in the UASIPP in southwest Virginia. For the next several months, the company will be reaching out to businesses and community members in the Blacksburg and Christiansburg areas to demonstrate the technology, answer questions, and solicit feedback with the goal of launching a delivery trial later in the year. Wing has worked for six years to build a small, lightweight aircraft and navigation system that can safely deliver small packages on demand to specific destinations in only a few minutes. Air carrier certification is an important step that will ultimately allow them to create air delivery services for communities all across America. When it comes to raising the blood pressure for parents, the weekly shop is right up there with getting the kids to bed and, of course, mealtimes. And while toddler meltdowns and trips to the sweet aisle are trying, few moments can be more worrying than seeing your child career off at high speed on a supermarket trolley. Now, Ford has come up with a way of taking the stress out of even that situation. Taking inspiration from the means by which new car technology helps drivers to avoid accidents on the road. Available for most of Ford's models, pre-collision assist technology uses a forward-facing camera and radar to detect vehicles, pedestrians, and cyclists in the road, and automatically applies the brakes if the driver does not respond to warnings. The self-braking trolley uses a sensor to achieve a similar outcome, to scan a head for people and objects and automatically apply the brakes when a potential collision is detected. Just a prototype, the self-braking trolley is part of Ford's Interventions series, which includes the smart bed and noise-canceling kennel, which uh, apply automotive expertise to solve the day-to-day -day problems that we all face. Marketing Director Anthony Ierson says pre-collision assist technology can help our customers avoid accidents or mitigate the effects of being involved in a collision. We thought that showing how similar thinking could be applied to a shopping trolley would be a great way to highlight what can be a really useful technology for drivers. I would tend to agree and if it ever hits a supermarket anywhere in the world, I'll tell you about it so you can go check it out for yourself. 
For nearly a month now, Databots has been streaming death metal non-stop on its YouTube channel. While that may sound like a huge undertaking for a typical four-piece metal band, Databots is actually an AI generating its own approximation of what death metal sounds like. Databots is a uh, fake band powered by deep learning software. It's based on a recurrent neural network computing architecture that learns patterns in a large amount of input data, in this case death metal, in order to predict what musical elements and sequences are most common and recreates them. They broke down their process in a 2017 paper. They start by feeding the AI model short segments of music, a few seconds at a time. As this training goes on, the AI learns the identifying features and starts to produce more and more detailed samples, including riffs and sectional transitions. For each project, they have databots analyze subsets of a single artist's discography and work off of it to create its own work. The music that the live stream is based on is a Vancouver-based technical death metal band called Arcspire, and it produced another pleasant surprise. The Arcspire databots created much more consistent, stable music. It's autonomous, running on a Linux server somewhere in South Carolina, he said. You're hearing everything it makes on this YouTube channel. In the future, Carr and Zukowski hope to include some kind of audience interaction with Databots. If you need a nice jolt, the live stream keeps going 24-7. Just search for Databots. And finally, happening in this week's What The, the plan was like a bad movie script, complete with an attacker in a puzzling outfit and a backup weapon. Adams, 26, founded a social media company called State Snaps four years ago now. His followers often use the slogan, do it for state, when posting videos and images. So Adams tried to purchase the internet domain, doitforstate.com, from a Cedar Rapids resident who owned it. Court records said that uh, the owner did not want to part with it. Between 2015 and 2017, Adams repeatedly tried to obtain doitforstate.com, but the owner of the domain would not sell it. Adams also threatened one of the domain owner's friends with gun emojis after the friend used the domain to promote concerts. Then he had an idea. Why not take it by force? In June 2017, Adams enlisted his cousin to break into the domain owner's home and force him to transfer it. The intruder entered a victim's home in Iowa carrying a cell phone, a stolen gun, and a taser. On his uh, head was pantyhose and a hat, along with dark sunglasses to mask his eyes. Court documents show that uh, things did not go as planned. He put the firearm against the victim's head and ordered them to follow the instructions to transfer the domain. Fearing for his life, the victim quickly turned to move the gun away from his head. The victim then managed to gain control of the gun. Court records show that the victim shot the intruder intruder multiple times and then called the police. The intruder, Sherman Hopkins Jr., was sentenced to 20 years in prison last year. Now, it's Adam's turn. He will remain in custody pending sentencing. He faces a maximum of 20 years in prison and a 250,000 fine and three years of supervised release. Thanks for watching your weekly tech update. If you have a story you think we should feature on the program, you need to send me an email, dj 
raymcneil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at your weekly tech update and check out the podcast. Audio and video versions available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Audioburst, and elsewhere on the interwebs. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world. Your weekly tech update brought to you by Holiday Home Care, Phillip Island, Victoria, Australia. It's your turn to relax.